0: in the big leagues. I am your host, Salisha Thomas, and today I have got a pure ray of light, of sunshine as my guest today. If you were to draw a picture of what God's love, God's light looks like, it is who I'm bringing on today. We have an actress um, who made her in, you can correct me if I'm wrong, girl. Uh who made her Broadway debut in Omelie, uh jumped in the original cast of Amelie, uh jumped on over to Book of Mormon and is now slaying in <laughs> Tina on Broadway, and also is the co-creator of Bold. Welcome,
1: Destiny ray <laughs> oh, That is just such a sweet introduction.
0: I'm so honored. Girl, I am I'm truly honored to know you. Like <laughs> I feel like we met before either of us were on Broadway. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like that, when was Dream that? To- it was the Dream Girls audition. Oh, for um, North Shore.
0: How do you remember
1: that? Yeah. How wait? How do you remember that? No. Well, okay. So one, like, I remember. I I'm pretty good with people. Like remembering. The essence of a person and when I've met them. But two, that was one of those like, Black women are incredible. Take a note that this is, this is, your heart comes alive in these settings, you know? And that was yes. those moments. I remember Felicia Boswell and Rebecca Covington, and oh, I don't if Rebecca was married yet. And like, oh, no, we, were, we sat after the audition for a solid hour just talking about relationships.
0: I do remember that. Was that when we did we go to a coffee shop at some time, or was that a different? That, that might have
1: been different. a different one. I'm not sure though. I wouldn't like be- literally.
0: <laughs> what did you ha- have? You are did you already create bold at that time, or did that come later?
1: hmm. That's a good question. We had had our first brunch that May. And I think that production happened in like June or actually, no, 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 no. We had our brunch and I think I left the next day for North Shore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is
0: so freaking bomb. Like, yeah. y'all, if you don't know, and you can tell us about it, Destiny. Like Literally. bold is this, uh, it's this beautiful, like so many black powerhouses, <laughs> this network. Tell us about it. Yeah,
1: I mean. Totally. Um, so I moved to the city to work for a nonprofit, um, doing leadership development and helping people um transition from college to moving to a big city. And I quickly realized that I was more interested and in, really only interested in black women, particularly the black woman that I was doing life with, because I had been giving so many resources through my org to navigate my identity and as an entrepreneur, as an artist, as a black woman. And, um, And I wanted to make those available to other people and create community. And so I quickly met Tia DeShazer at a beautiful audition and she had the same passion and a similar background as me. And so we created Bold because we both believe that Black women change the world. We are the people who change the world. (laughs)
0: Like it has grown
1: so much since that. It's huge. It's huge. It's crazy. It's crazy to see how like you know, a movement launches and and people come on because they believe in it too. Um, yeah. And, we and want it's a, such it. a beautiful, like when Black women can get together and lift
0: yeah. each other up and support each other. It is a magical, it is, yes. there's nothing
1: like it. There isn't. There actually isn't.
0: <laughs> I remember I went to a Lion King audition um, like within a year or two ago uh-huh. and it was like, the the few of us that were at the end of it there was like six to ten of us left and it was so encouraging it was there was no competition it was no like well I'm gonna get nope it was all like girl you look great in that mask (laughs) oh yes you are slaying this I heard your audition you sounded bomb like it was just love and and I I feel like that is what
1: that's how real that experience was like I heard about not in my head special that audition was
0: just so. like that is like the kind of um, atmosphere that you cultivate and
1: yeah and you're
0: so good at bringing people together destiny which is why I'm just so like I'm so excited to have you on and talk to you because you're
1: so special you really are mm-hmm. so special thanks I feel the same about you so I'm so excited for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. So one of the things that I've thought about is like,
0: it like in just like in general in the past, and like when I think about you, is like how. And I just mentioned this this a little bit how we did we knew each other before we'd been on Broadway, yeah. and to see you launch into your first show, I was like, wow, <laughs> original Broadway cast, yeah, wow, like
1: crazy. H- how was that? Wild, actually, Um, because I don't know, I have I'm very creative, but I have the strategic part of myself that is very real and very alive. And I remember uh, looking at what was coming up, what was currently playing, which this is something that I still do to help me. (laughs) And you recognize like, oh, there are only a certain amount of shows that I could easily pop into because you have to be a black woman to be in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are a couple of shows that like, sometimes you could be black. Sometimes you can't, you never know what they're going to do. Right. A couple of those. Um, And then that's it. And it helps me to be like, sis, become like there's actually not work for you right now so Mm. how can you channel that energy to do something else so that's where I was in that that winter of I guess it was 2016 And and I got the appointment and I was like huh and I had gone in for Sam Pinkleton for a great comment the day before and then I came in for Amelie, and I was like, I don't see at all how I fit into this show, but the material is so fun, and I love this movie, so let's do it. And I kept getting appointments. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. okay, cool, let's keep going, you know. And and the the atmosphere that Pam McKinnon and Sam Pinkleton um created, um and the whole team was just so welcoming. And so like, let's try things. And that's what the entire experience was like. I popped in and, you know, I swung the show and I mean, I cried every day and I remember them being like, it really isn't that sad. It's not a sad story. (laughs) (laughs) I identify with this so much, you know? Um, and I'm just so happy to be here, you know, and it changed my life. It really did. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. And it is such a testament of, um, What is for you is sometimes beyond what you can even see, you know, because I had done all these calculations and never would imagine that this new show would come up and go to Broadway and I would be a part of it.
0: Uh, Literally dreams, like dreams coming true. It's so, such a beautiful thing to like to experience and it's also a beautiful thing to witness so yeah. i'm like so excited and okay I, I i'm just curious like because this is just me i'm like what is happening with the tony awards right now
1: i wish i knew <laughs> wait wait what's like you don't know i really wish i knew so i, I thought they were happening know. in october no i don't know because i felt I like if the they- that they made um You know, but everything has been so, like, no one knows anything, you know? So there are definitely, you know, initiatives that are happening. And I think the hope from everyone is that they will happen. But we are living in a time where one day something could change and, you know. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Dang it. I was like, if anybody knows, it's going to be somebody from tina (laughs) i wish and our producers are doing such a great job of keeping us in the loop and making sure that we have every information that we need all the information that we need but yeah i i don't know anything about the tonys
0: okay (laughs) All right, so I don't feel totally like left out because when we're in a Broadway show, b- being backstage, you hear people talking. You he- you know what's going on because it's everyone's talking about you know whispering about whatever. And now it's like we're all in our own home, yes. scattered. It's like what's totally. going on?
1: Totally. You know, I feel um, yeah. <sighs> okay, well, it? it's sad.
0: I know I thought like even if it's happening remotely but okay I do want to talk about Tina and how it is for you as a black woman in a show with other black women yeah how is it like how in particular like how do they treat like how is it in the hair department yeah like let's start there
1: absolutely so um well one great thing is that our head supervisor is black um so Gio who has worked with so many incredible people, both TV, film, and theater. It's just, it's amazing that he's Black, you know? Um, And so he knows. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows how to make sure our wig he knows that you know somebody might come in with a protective style so you need to figure out what their wig prep is and like you know like and he understands that yeah yeah so um and his team uh is not all black um but like we have people like Monique who um, if you don't follow Snatch and Wigs, go follow Snatch and Wigs. Come She's on. Incredible in our wig room. And it's so great to have her there as an advocate. Cause Gio, of course, is the supervisor, so he's everywhere. Um, and then you have people that are super knowledgeable. Um, I'm dropping last names, but like Craig who is the assistant supervisor. You have a team of people that Geo is over that he is making sure that they have the knowledge necessary to make sure good that we're good. but of course, there's still predominantly white folk who don't have a background in taking care of my hair um, yeah. or even hair that is the type um, that is a um, um, wigs that are, Based off of black hair. And so there is definitely a learning curve. Interesting. And I'm grateful to have had conversations with um, people in our wig room in this time that they have messaged me and said, Hey, I'm going to school for this. What are things that I need to know? Um, I'm aware that I miss this and it's important if I'm going to be oh. a part of the show. So I'm looking forward God. to going back with everybody having gone back to the drawing board and like really thought about what they need to show up
0: there for black i think that's kind of encouraging to hear that that was a part of the conversation before this pandemic yes yeah 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 and uh, like i've seen you in the show (laughs) (laughs) you effing slay (laughs) the heck out of okay i i was at one of those auditions for them I can't. It was so hard. I almost I almost passed out. I'm like And I feel like when it comes to cardio, I'm like I'm unstoppable. You know, that is how I feel. I was dead by the end of Of that dance, you go on stage and you make it look like you're—it's just breathing for you, Destiny. Yeah, it truly looks so easy for you. And I'm like, I know that's not easy. Um, but like you're flicking your hair, you're doing all these things. Like, how are your wigs staying on? Does it feel to you healthy? Like, like just what is your experience with that?
1: So I know I am a hard dancer. So I remember my first. My first professional gig doing Hairspray at Theater Under the Stars. And, um, oh gosh, I am just blanking on names. But who is our hair uh, designer? John, uh, can't think of his name. It's okay. The award-winning, incredible original wigs from um, from Hairspray. And I he was like, sis you can't stop the beat, you need to bring it down a little bit because your roof <gasps> has to stay on. Like, you can't dance your wig off. And I was young and, like, oh, okay, you know, like, you know, you only are thinking about yourself and, like, hitting the beat. And, like, right. it, there's a bigger picture. And so, you know, if he has pinned your wig in to the max and he knows the show, you might need to make some adjustments. So I say that because... I have learned that over, you know, the course of time and showing up in shows. And I'm grateful, like, obviously we don't have 20 pound wigs on our heads for this show. Um, They're pretty like, you know, a little Bob, a little, you know, so I'm, I'm not doing anything crazy, but um, we, I had moments where I did dance a wig off, you know? (laughs) And oh. <laughs> the question. so the thing with my hair too is like, I have baby hair for days before my, like my wig prep starts. And so what okay. happens a lot for me is the pins don't have enough to grasp onto in the front. And okay. so I still haven't quite figured out how to get what I need to make sure she's laid. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And that's like what this is all like to me, this is even one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is there's so much that I don't know about hair Mm -hmm. and I'm like, and I love it. I love talking about it and learning about it, but like, I don't know. And literally talking to everybody, I'm like learning so much. I'm like, girl, we are still young. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. if we figure it out? Like figure all Mm -hmm. of the hair things out, the Broadway wig things out, Mm -hmm. everything like
1: so we I just do our best because there's yes. so many things that you don't even think of. Um, yeah. Especially as a performer going into a show, um, I have been in shows where I like for Amelie, I wore my own hair, so I didn't think okay. about eight shows a week, and I swung, so it wasn't always on. So you know that is a different conversation. How to take care of your hair, your own hair. Eight shows a week. And right. When I went into Mormon, I started wearing my own hair and then they wigged me. And so when I started, it was a whole nother, like, okay, I got to get used to my hair because I wear extensions right. a lot. I do, you know, like, yeah. And then what I. What was some
0: of that prep for that?
1: Yeah. So um, when I was wearing my own hair, I obviously was like okay I have to get a fresh cut for this you know and I'm a huge like I learned how to do a master wash and go from hair rules that like has less what is hair rules so hair rules is a salon owned by Dickie uh and they have an LA uh um they have an LA boutique too but it is a high in natural hair salon on 54th and 9th. Oh. And then, yeah, yeah. So um I went there and for the what got my first ever like natural hair salon experience from there. And it was life-changing nice. to go into a salon and you're hearing yes. and fire and like Jasmine Sullivan oh. and there's all these black women in there getting their hair done and it's curly and it's just it was life-changing for me. But they taught me how to do a wash and go and I had never known how to do one. Cool. Um, and so that's what I would do for Mormon. I would, twice a week, I would get in the shower. I would shampoo. I would lather, lather, lather with so much water. I would condition and I do everything in the shower. So I would take my holding gel. Um, I either use theirs or I use Eco Styler, and I would just comb it through my hair and, mm. uh, come out, shake, shake, shake. And go on with my day. And that's what I did for Mormon. I would sometimes use a diffuser, sometimes sit under the dryer. But um, if I had the day, I would let it air dry.
0: We're going to cut for a short ad break. My question then is for Amelie. Yeah. As a swing, yeah. not knowing when you were going to go
1: on. I know. How do you
0: freaking like? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Right. So our hair designer for Amelie was Chuck, who is a yes. master. What's Chuck's last name? Cause Chuck is everywhere. Chuck is our hair guy at Beautiful. I, I don't, I don't be knowing the last name.
0: <laughs> He's going to be mad if he hears you know? it. I don't know why he would listen to this. But
1: <laughs> right. I can remember at Essence, honey, but that name. <laughs> Chuck is everywhere. Chuck does everybody. Everywhere. Breaking. Um, yeah. and he saved my life actually. That's another story. Um, so, for Amelie, we came up with one style for everybody that I covered, um, which was, like, basically a high bun. Unless okay. Unless okay. um one uh, one of the other roles, I would wear two buns. But it was pretty simple. Nothing okay. crazy. You didn't have to, like, do three days of prep. No. To no, no, no. That okay. show was very simple and, like everything was like how can we make this um organic and raw you know so like yeah it was over the top Pippo was the only that. person with a wig in the show okay mm-hmm.
0: um so can you tell me a little bit about like and yeah just your hair journey and yeah. where you started where you are now how you feel like yeah. how do you feel about all the things like all of the things, wigs, braids, your mm-hmm. own
1: texture, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to say. Totally. Um. So I grew up getting perms um, from a young age and my mom does hair. She does braids. So she would braid everybody in the community's hair, including mine. So that's, that's what awesome. I wore for most of my life. I was always in braids. Um. And then of course I hit like um, high school and I was like, give, and I'm, and I should also preface it by saying I'm from Texas and down South, the, the weave game is a different thing. Um, and so I was like, once I hit high school, I was like, give me a sew-in. So I got a sew-in. And by the time I got to college, it had like gone from like a (laughs) sew-in that was like to my shoulders to, Being done my butt. Um, Of course, that's awesome. Yeah. So, me and my best friend from high school went to college together, and she was natural. She didn't perm her hair, and she naturally had very, very long hair. We get to college, and we go to. I went to college right outside of Houston, and it's a totally different climate. It is humid. Yeah. And both of us were like, "What is happening? Like, you have to have a perm here. Like, something's got to give." So. I started perming my hair and slowly the natural movement started happening. And I was interested in it. One, because it cost a lot to drive home, get my hair done and come back. Yeah. And I was wearing sewing. So it was like, you might as well go natural. Like why perm it? So coincidentally, it aligned when I did the colored museum in college, my junior year. Um, which I did not realize would take me on such a journey of discovering my identity as a black woman, specifically because I had grew up in a predominantly white town when I was the only black girl in my musical theater program. So I didn't have spaces that educated me on uh, or pushed me to discover my identity through my art. So I had, of course, grew up with a black mama and like, so I knew, but like, I had never experienced it coming alive through the vehicle in which uh, I'm most passionate about. So doing this show and just going through George C. Wolfe's incredible work, I discovered so much about me. And I was like, I'm going to actually wear my natural hair now. And I remember my mom being like, what is happening? What are you doing? My mom still <laughs> says that sometimes. You know, <laughs> She's like, what, what are you happened? doing? So California? I um I went I went home after that show closed, and I actually watched The Secret Life of Bees and saw Alicia Keys' hair. And I told my mom, "Bring me some scissors. I want to cut my hair." And I <gasps> cut off all the perm dents. Uh, by yourself. By myself. Mm-hmm. How and was that, I? Was, by the way? Huh. Now let me preface this by saying my mom does hair. So I knew that if I cut it, okay. she could sew me up and I'd be okay. in a weave and like be okay. But then right. I transitioned to like not wearing straight weave at all. I it was always curly because I was like, I want something similar to Yeah. Um and back then, like I was always on a like shea butter, uh Cantu was out. Um just like trying to figure it out. And my mom was like, you know, in the 70s, I would do, you know, like trying to get my mom still swears by Jared Girl juice. So, like, she was like, <laughs> you know, like get the spray they use when they have Jerry Girl, you know. So, <laughs> um, juice. yeah. So, yeah, I started wearing my natural hair. And yeah, I by the time I was a senior in high school and I did my showcase, I was rocking my little fro and that was what I did. Um, and it's funny. I haven't really talked about it now. Looking back, I'm like, I don't know what shifted. I think a lot of like, I, I, I went through this, like, I don't care what people think phase. And like, I want to wake up and put on what makes me feel good. And I think yeah. because I had that I was in a space where I had that freedom, um I let go of a lot of stuff. I was going to pledge, I let that go. Mm. I like my idea of who I was going to be with changed like because I think those things were ma- up making me feel like I had to uphold to some sort of beauty standard. Mm. Um And so I just was like, I'm going to be free. And that's what I did. And ever since I've been rocking my natural hair ever since. And I actually just journeyed back into weaves um, when I booked Mormon. I was like, I've got a figure out like how to do this so I started playing with clip-ins first yeah and yes I've definitely done those you know um yeah which I love because you wait know- curly hair clip-ins mm-hmm. did you like them yes I I've did. not tried any oh I, not I tried curly hair hair. Clip-ins. oh I love them they're they were a game changer for me really uh, because I I feel like my hair has been in an awkward length for a long time and I was just like, I need to, I I, I don't like this length. And I mm-hmm. went to the store and got some curly hair clip-ins and see, girl.
0: See, I want to say that, like, okay, so I'm in, like, right now, I'm in my own, per- like, in a natural hair, like, this is what I want to do, all these yeah. things. Oh, but... <laughs> you better believe I definitely still have a bucket of wigs in my closet ready to go
1: just in Mm -hmm. case. I like that. I've always admired that. I think they get to wigs. Yeah. Like
0: as black women, we have so, I mean, any race does can like have the option and like the freedom, but like, I feel like we're so versatile, like, and depending on what, um like industry you're in what part of the country you're in it's different like when i'm out in california having straight hair is more like okay this is like you, a lot of black people have straight hair out there yeah. when i come to new york it's like it's way cooler to have curly hair it's like yeah sometimes you just need to rock the freaking wave sometimes you just yeah. need to put on the wig after the show instead of a baseball hey. cap like hey. <laughs> you know like so when you are going on an audition I know it's been a while because we're in this pandemic right now yeah what is your go-to and it might be different per show but like what is your go-to for your hair like do you throw on a wig do you like put your natural hair in a bun like what is what does destiny do
1: yeah well my go-to is typically like I'll do a wash and go and put clip-ins in that's like my go-to um, cause it's so easy and like, or actually this is a whole nother conversation because I didn't, I was not prepared for eight show a week hair where you're always in prep. So you have to fit like, because I didn't wear wigs. So I was like, whoa. Um, so right. anyway, clip-ins typically are my go-to. Um, and I use, I, I use Zuri's, um, Zuri, Zuri. Yeah, Zuri starting with Z Zuri Natural Star clip-ins oh. that you can get from the beauty supply store, but I also have some that I ordered from um another company. I'll have to remind I'll have to remember what they're called, but like they're on Instagram. Um okay. And then so uh clip-ins and then uh so that's what I typically do. I will say though, once I started Tina, um I got a wig made by Monique Snatchin' Wigs, who's in our company, and I tried it for an audition, and I was like, this might be the wave, because it's great. It's easy. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to do anything to my hair. Yeah, nothing.
0: I love a wig. I'm honestly like, I mean, I've been trying to wear my natural hair out as much as possible lately, but there is some part of me that is especially if I want to wear my hair straight instead of straightening yeah. my hair these oh. days throwing on a straight hair wig feels such like a comp like a good really. compromise like you
1: have the look yeah no heat like right. so I mean, I'm still yes, trying to I hadn't I had I, I've never straightened my hair on my own like since I don't know maybe college like I just don't wear my hair straight unless I go to the salon and they straighten it to cut it yeah, so I got a straight-haired wig made during Tina, and I was like, oh, this is a game-changer, because now I can have this look, and it's no work at all. And no, no work. No one knows. And then you can take it
0: off at the end of the day and be like, boop.
1: Right, right,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We'll be right back right after the break. I will say that I did... Have an audition I took an audition class or like actually a, a TV film class, mm-hmm. and it was a game changer for me. I'm not gonna say her name just in case if I'm about to get her in trouble. But the casting director who taught the class was amazing. and i I say she's amazing because she was so real and transparent with me. and i one of my classes that I had with her, I came in with my like straight, hair wig bob it was like totally laid I was super glamorous because I was going to a meeting after the class and I felt like a million and ten bucks and I was I went up to the front of the class to present and she was like stop 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 you're you're not yourself I was like what what she's like I think it's your hair I think your hair is messing you up I'm like um and it was kind of it caught me off guard. Like, yeah, wait, what? And and she and I and I told her I was like, I want you to tell me everything that you're thinking right now because wow. I'm giving you permission to tell me because no one else has ever said anything
1: totally. about
0: like, especially on that side of the table. So I that is on me. Like, I absolutely let her have the floor. And yeah. she said, "Um, your hair, like the hair that you have on, it looks great, but it." Your personality is different and it's Mm. not, it's not like conducive to the scene. And so I asked her, tell me more. And she said that if she was casting and if she has two actresses, actors that are both equally talented, that she likes both. And she knows that one is wearing a wig and the other one is not. And she knows that they might. She said, and this is why I'm not gonna say her name because I don't I know she might get in That's trouble so for this. Deep. She said, I'm going to go with the person whose who I know what their hair looks like, just in case, because if I cast the person with the wig and I don't know what's underneath, it's a conversation that will I don't know it's a conversation that I don't want to have because I don't want to get in trouble. Wow. That is so deep. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, no one has ever had the freaking balls to right. say that. Right. And for the first time ever, I was like, I need to figure out what is underneath my own wig because yeah. <laughs> just in yeah. case, if I'm in that situation where I'm like, I might book this TV show, but they have no idea what my hair looks like. It's different for musical theater because we're most of the time in right. wigs eight times right. a week. And if right. we're not, we can negotiate it. Right. Like, right. you know, but yeah. for TV, commercials, film, it's it's a little bit different. And that's a world that I am not as familiar with. Totally. And so I was so open to like, Hearing her say this and letting her know that I am not offended because I want to know.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy because it's like that is something that we as black women do struggle with in audition settings. Yeah, knowing how much work it takes to put into our hair and we want to show up for the audition, right? So if I have three hours in the morning, I would rather work on those sides than to be in the shower trying to get my hair together so that it might look like what you need it to look like, you know? So it's like, it's such a thing for us. And I'm glad she said it because it does confirm that like our hair does matter in that room as much as like we, as much as, no one ever talks about it on that side of the table. Right. You are looking at our hair. And the other, the truth is you, you don't know what's going gone. I might have a hair condition. I might have alopecia. Yeah. And so this is what I'm wearing because it makes me feel good. You know? Yes. And yes. so it is like, it is problematic, like that mindset, because- you don't know what I, you don't know what I have going on under here and you don't know what I have going under here that may keep me from doing the work to show up just as good as the girl with the natural hair. Yeah. You know? Yes. But at the same time, it is something that like we wrestle with and I do want to be comfortable with both what's under here mm-hmm. and just letting you have that. And I want to be comfortable with my purple wig, if that's yes. what I have on, you know? Yes, yes. absolutely. So, so, like, it's, like, it's a both and. Like, that's the work that I'm doing. But I also need you as a casting director to do the, to do the historical work to understand why a Black woman might be wearing a wig. Absolutely, you know, like yeah, it's not always because I want to become the character that I think this person is. Yeah, sometimes it has so much to do with that, (laughs) you know. Right, absolutely, and for me, sometimes it is just
0: convenience. Like, yes, that is the biggest thing for me. Is like uh, leaving beautiful. I was like a baseball hat. Or a wig, like doing my own hair yeah. after a show. I'm like, oh,
1: man, oh my God. I'll be here I'm not th- taking this prep down. Thirty minutes, like, yes, <laughs> an extra that thirty was, minutes. Huge was for me because so I went into Mormon, which has problematic hair stuff. I'm not gonna lie, like the concept around like Nabalungi having a certain texture hair and everybody else not having that type of hair, and she's supposed to be the most beautiful. So her, uh, you know, like uh, it's it's a whole conversation of its own. And when mm-hmm. I went into beautiful, I wore my own hair. Now I have like a 4A, 4B hair, strands of 3C sometimes. And okay. so and so when I went in, the note was my hair looked too much like Nabalungis. So I needed a wig. And so I then had to go into getting wake prepped every day. So one, like that is so problematic that, that is a, that it's not thought of. It's just kind of how the way the show flows, but how yeah. that is internalized as black women that are a part of the show. Yeah. But because no one is black on the team, no one's thinking about how that may be internalized Ooh, and I how, know the next person to replace me, you're like, oh yeah, you can wear your own hair. You know, like that is problematic, you know? I feel like say the dang thing, Destiny, like, you know, that's a real thing. Yeah. So that's one conversation. But the other thing was once I went into wearing wigs, I was like, oh, how do people do this? If you have eight shows a week and you always have to be in wig every night, I'm not taking this out. I'm not taking these cornrows out every single day. Right. Right. You That's, know, so I was like, was- what do people do? You know? So I learned I, at that time I was like wearing clip, like I would put clip-ins in and like adjust my hair so that I could pull it out and like sweep it over. And then eventually I met the queen of wigs at Tina. Gio. girl. Oh no. There are, with multiple queens, a queens. who's a the queen people who just like make wigs look like they just slay them you know and i was like i have to get one and then i was like oh this is how people do it you know yeah. like, but a- it
0: was
1: like i want to go on a date and i had never worn a wig around a guy and yeah. and have their own thing about black women their own opinions about black women's hair you know and so it was, it's just all an adjustment, you know? Oh. <laughs> it's all
0: an adjustment and trying on these different hats. What? <laughs> hats. LOL. Totally. I, but yeah, absolutely. I'm like. I miss Broadway. Even like I talking do. about this, the good, the bad, the ugly, like all of it I'm like, oh remembers like I remember thinking about that on the beautiful tour. Like I Destiny, this is gross, but like I was when I discovered wigs, I put a, a wig prep in and I was like, I'm in wig prep all the time and I just stayed in wig wig prep for like a couple months. Yes. Like I didn't take it out. I was, <laughs> That's nasty. I'm like, people on tour had no idea what my natural hair oh looks like. Oh my gosh, Alicia, that's that nasty. Hilarious. Yeah, the hair person was like, <laughs> "Girl, just mad it. We need to wash this." I was like, "Uh, that means I got to take my wig wrap out." <laughs> that's gross. That's gross. But anyway, okay. So I want to wrap this thing up. Um, thank you so much for yeah. uh, coming out. One before I let you go, I want to ask you what is one thing that's keeping you going and that you're grateful for?
1: Oh my! During gosh. this
0: crazy time of life.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Um, I have incredible community. Um, um, my friends are like the bomb, and on top of that, through Tina, I have developed a bond with um, some of my castmates and we meet regularly. We're part of one another's lives. And it just was, when that happens in a show, it is special, but, um, and it's rare, but going through the same thing with people and being close with them, it just helps. It helps so much. Last Mm -hmm. night, we saw the news about the Met and how they're not opening back up until September. And I immediately called them and we just prayed together, you know, and I was like, this is so special because I'm not alone, you know, and knowing that I can immediately say, send a text and like, Hey, y'all, did you see the news? Yeah. And somebody else is like, let's hop on the phone and pray. Cause yeah. I don't want to go crazy, you know? Um, right. So I'm grateful for that. That's one thing that is keeping me together. Um, What was the other question? Just what you're grateful for. That was, yeah. What I'm grateful for. So my micro grateful thing that I will have to share because I'm so proud is the new iPhone update that has home screen edits. So I'm obsessed with, right, this is my current obsession, is organizing my home screen to like help me to, be more productive and go to the things that I need to go to and away from the things that I need to go away from. Is Facebook and Instagram on your home screen? (laughs) Um, You know, no. Um, So uh, yeah, so I'm grateful for that in a micro way. And in a macro way, I'm just grateful that I have survived and that I'm still here and enjoying life. And we've been it's we're, we're in seven months into this pandemic. So I'm grateful, you know. Ugh. Yeah. All right. I love that. I love you.
0: Thank you. I for, love you. Thank you for joining us. I think Yay. you're the bomb, Destiny. Likewise. <laughs> and I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for partying with me today. Yay. See you, girl. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Y'all, when I think about Destiny, I literally get goosebumps all over my body. She is the real deal, a gift to this planet. I am not even exaggerating. Please give her some love. Give her a follow on Instagram at DestinyREA. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode. Love you, Colin. Shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. You guys are awesome. Thank you for producing this podcast. Shout out to Wilton Music for producing the theme song Love C.O.D. sung by yours truly. And shout out to all y'all for listening, you guys. Thank you so much much for just supporting and subscribing and continue to tell a friend and and also drop me a note slip into my dms at salisha thomas on instagram and let me know what you think or what you want to hear and or who you want to hear from so so much love for you Ah, oh, i'll see you next week this is black Care in the big leagues i'm your host salisha thomas